Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III The Search for Spock one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. Now make me your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. Oh, back for another day. Yes, sir. And we are joined once again by our lovely wives, Kathy and Candace. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hello again. Hey, ladies. And we are moving on to minute number 98. And this minute starts with uh, Spock continuing to walk the line of the Enterprise crew. And then ends with Spock contemplating a reply to Kirk. So we get a little bit of dialogue in this minute. Major dialogue, right? Spock is the first time Spock spoke. Spock Spock spoke. Spock speaks. Spoke, Spock. It is. (laughs) Dr. Seuss. (laughs) That's the past present form of speaking. Spock. Spock. Spoke. Spoke. Is a spoke on a bike? Yeah. Wait, what? Spock on a rock? No, I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Pop on pop. All right. Anyway, so we're continuing down the line of the procession. He sees Ahura, who looks in wonderment. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to stop right here. Okay. So, so she's here. How did she get here? And why didn't she go on the ship in the beginning? Why did it have to be all the boys? She couldn't go. She had to just stay and put that guy in the closet. Like, I don't know. Uh, the rest of the crew went. You were speaking for thousands and thousands of fans right now. All fans? Had the, the, all had the same question. Yeah, fans. Oh. Yep. We, we asked that question originally when she oh, didn't did. go. And I think we've I mentioned it a couple times since. Yeah, we've, we've, talked, we've talked about that. You did. Um, that she she didn't go, and then she sort of just arrives on on Vulcan. But to answer Candace's maybe more tactical question, did she? How did she get to Vulcan? Did she take hitch a ride oh, with really Sarek? Wasn't, that I really mean, wasn't my tactical. Question. I don't oh, really oh, care. Oh, you didn't want to know how she like physically? I don't really care there. how she got there. I'm a little just bugged that she wasn't there for everything else. She, yeah, she didn't go on the adventure with the rest of them. Yes. Yeah. What other do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I think we we did talk about it a little bit, but yeah, couldn't she have just stunned? Mr. Adventure and then hopped on the transporter pads with the boys and just gotten on the Enterprise and gone with them. Yeah, and Mr. Adventure didn't look that intimidating. Like he was really going to stop her anyway. Do you think it was... um, Do you think it was like, you know, all men saying, well, let's leave the woman out? No, no, I was thinking it was more more of like a delay. You know, if she had gone, then they know they at least knew exactly what was going on. If she stays and they question that she's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And she gave them at least, you know, a little bit of a head, mm. head start. They oh, could have so. left any one of the other guys to do that. Or are they all too dumb to give it? And they'd give it away. Well, you know, I mean, Chekhov did wear that ridiculous outfit. Yeah. I think if, okay. So if anyone was going to give it away under, let's say intense questioning, which of the bridge crew would give it away first? I, I don't think it would be Uhura. I think Uhura shows herself to be pretty much a badass. But is it Chekhov? Would Chekhov be the first to crack under, under yeah, intense but if questioning? There's no one there to question. Just take. But then they would have. They would have known something was going on. They That's did all. I'm anyway. just. I'm just. They went after them. 
They did. I'm just saying, was it a delay? Because she was stationed there, so they wouldn't have questioned. Now, if like Chekhov was there, they would have been like, what are you doing here, buddy? Yeah. I think I, I think you might be missing Candace's point. <laughs> no, I'm I'm I, I get her point. I'm just saying I'm just trying to rationalize what the producers may have done. Yeah. No, stop rationalizing. Stop normalizing it. <laughs> you, we all know what it was. Let's keep the woman out of the bulk of the movie. I mean, yeah, we've got Savik. Is she the only other woman really? Talar. Talar. The ancient Vulcan priestess. Yeah, how long was she in it? A minute? Yeah, I think like three. Oh, three. Okay. Uh, Sorry. It's, 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 you're Kathy, totally. where are you? You're totally valid. It's, 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 <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to the conversation. <laughs> I got to get the soapbox here. I got to get Candace down off of. Uh, no, right. it's, it's a sad, it's a sad, and, I was talking about this a little bit offline with, with Candace when we did watch the movie. Uh, and we talked about this very topic and um, they, the bridge crew gets more to do in the other movies. It was kind of, this is like the first time it was, everybody was kind of given a little thing, you know, instead of who are just answering communications all the time, they gave her something really cool to do. Right. It's unfortunate that they didn't give her cool stuff to do through the whole movie, but neither did anybody else. Right. Scotty well, got one moment. I agree. Sulu got one moment. No one had really right. cool stuff to do, but there was really no reason that she that she's part of the. Right, she could have just hung out. I agree. She could have just hung out with them on the bridge enterprise. So. Yeah. So I just <clears throat> okay. I was even thinking. I was trying to think, Dave, back to the novelization mm-hmm. to see if if Vanna mentioned anything and she doesn't say anything. No, she doesn't really give uh, Uhura a subplot. You know, mm-hmm. um, beyond what we see in the film. So it's. It's, it's too bad. I can understand if she had other things to do in the book and then they just didn't translate to the screen. I, totally. I, I mean, I, I kind if, of, yeah. If Vonda had written something and been like, you know, Ohoro had to do this, this, and this, and then she goes to Vulcan to meet him there that was integral to the plot, then that makes sense. But if it's just she didn't fit in to the plan, whatever it was, and then they just were like, okay, your part's over, we'll see you at the end of the movie, right? Yeah, I, I. I know because Chekhov really doesn't do anything throughout the whole movie. I mean, he, he doesn't do any of them do anything. I mean, well, they, like Chris said, they all sort of have like, they have their moments, but I don't know. Does Chekhov really have a moment? No, he doesn't. He and Uhura get their moment in the next movie in voyage home. Right. And Uhura Uhura gets a horrible moment in, is it five or six? Yeah, she does. Yes. I don't even want to know. Candace does not. I don't think I'm going to let Candace (laughs) watch that one. She's going to be livid. And put my feminist killjoy pin on. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, I don't even feel like I. Do we say that? Oh, we're lucky we're there even at this ceremony. Um, like you said, how did they even get there? And I don't think she has much of a facial expression towards Spock. Well, like, I thought she did. Did you? Yeah, I think she looks happy to see him. I do too. Like, well, how'd he get here? Because I wasn't here for the rest of the movie, so I don't even know any of the story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> She knows. She knew like my what voice. Was going ooh, on. Ooh. <laughs> that was a good horror impression. Because <laughs> that's what a horror sounds like. All right. Stepping now. No, but we can go back and talk about what she looks like. I just had to say that. I think. I think. I think this must. I mean, you you wonder what the actors are you know were told to do here. Like, mm-hmm. are you supposed to look like you're in awe? You know, 
because he's back from the mm. dead or you're supposed to look like overjoyed because he's back from the dead, you know, right. or you should, you, how come one of them doesn't look, you know, terrified? Like the crap in their pants. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he's back from the dead. Well, is he a zombie? <laughs> he's going to get me. Well, Sulu is, <laughs> Sulu's, Sulu's not smiling at all. Yeah. Sulu looks concerned. He doesn't, and McCoy is, he doesn't smile either. He just sort of gives him a look. Yeah. Well, you know, does McCoy now know like all of Spock's secrets? I don't think so because they they talk about that a little bit in the next movie. Oh, they do. Okay. I think McCoy just looks exhausted. Yeah, he does. Like he had a rough night. Right. Sorry, Dave. I think I interrupted. No, it's okay. <laughs> I know. I probably interrupted first. I'm sorry, Dave. No, it's okay. I mean, it's only our show. I mean, what what? What would it be if our guests weren't interrupting the host? <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. Oh, God. Yeah, who do you think's most excited? Well, okay, so who do you think's most excited that Spock is back? Okay, so this is the question. Who's most excited that Spock is back? And who's least, who do you think is least excited that Spock is back? Go ahead, Kathy. Go ahead, Dave. No, you go first. You go first, my husband. Go. No, you go first. As the host, I'm asking you if you would go first. Um, I think Kirk has to be the most excited. I Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. Beyond Kirk, I think what Chris is asking, like the rest of the crew. Why don't you tell us, Dave? I'm not telling you your opinion. No. <sighs> Candace, what do you think? Okay. Um, are we counting Savick as one of these people? Yeah. I think she's probably pretty excited. That her lover is back? Um, well, I know, but I don't know if she thinks of him as her lover. Like, I mean, she's probably remembering some stuff, but, yeah. uh, you know, didn't she have like a, yeah, like, yeah. like Dave said, a mentor, mentor like relationship yep. with him. Yep. You know, who would not want him back? I would not be able to say, cause I don't know any of these people really. Okay. Dave, what do you think? Mm, I don't know. I think I'd have to go with maybe uh, Savick is the most excited, but I think on the same mm. token, she's probably the most uneasy about his return as well because of what all, what everything went on. Right. Right. But I don't like the, I really don't like the look that McCoy gives him. I mean, he almost gives him the stink eye. Well, that's the resting McCoy face, right? He does. <laughs> I feel like Sulu, I feel like Sulu's going to make a move on him in just a second so maybe Sulu's like his culture. When you're back from the dead, you know, you need a stake through the heart immediately. <laughs> Vampire. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I posed the question without really having an opinion of myself. Of you it's know, a fun who, question. Yeah, it's like cause I'm trying to think. Like, if you said if you said oh if you said Kirk and McCoy, okay, obviously Kirk is probably is would be most excited <clears throat> and McCoy, you know. If you had only to choose from those two, McCoy would be least excited because they're always button heads, right? Oh. But then, you know, it gets probably gets more sinister as you start to think about, oh, did, you know, Scotty, was Scotty ever jealous of Spock? Because, you know, Spock could come up with, you know, figuring out calculations on how to make the engines go faster and Scotty couldn't, you know, that kind of stuff. Was there any kind of jealousies between the bridge crew? And I guess I'm, I'm making something up. That- what does Sulu do again? What, what's his role? He's the navigator. Navigator. No, no. He's the helmsman. Oh, the he helmsman. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, the helmsman. Because I feel like his eyes are almost like bug-eyed, like, oh, my God, he is back. Like, really shocked. 
Yeah, yeah. no, he, I think they're all, I, I think they've all got, a, it's a wide range of, of reaction. I just wish it'd be somebody would be yeah. more ticked off. Like, oh, he's back. Damn. I almost had that science position. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so we've gone through the procession and now we get finally, finally, minute 98. Spock speaks, right? First time? He does. Oh, yes. you yelling and screaming through all the movie. Oh, God. Yeah, I still can't think of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was some, when, the first time we heard him cry, or whatever that was, all I could think of was some movie. I, I think it was a movie, like with this weird alien baby that was crying. But like not a creepy alien, like a cartoony alien. And I couldn't for the life of me think of it. So, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of alien babies now that have appeared in films. And the first, the one that popped into my head just now yeah. was, uh, do you remember Enemy Mine with, no. with Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr.? You're so funny, Chris. You don't. Uh, I was <laughs> you to, think I saw that movie? Well, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> no, you think we would have seen that? I but know. he has. But it, no. they, there's an alien baby in that, right, Dave, at the end, near the end? Yeah. No, I'm picturing a cartoon alien baby. Oh, a cartoon. Are you thinking alien of the uh, alien exploding from the person's chest? No. No, no. It no, was the, like it was the a nor- comical cartoon alien baby. And what is this in connection with again? Sorry, the first time when we hear Spock as a little boy, like when Savick and David. Oh, hear right, it, right, 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 right. Yes. I'm like, yes. oh my god, what is right. that? Yeah, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of screaming Are or you something. Thinking- are you perhaps thinking of Mastermind? Oh, Candace. I don't know. The alien blue baby. Who was the, alien, the one like Will Ferrell's as a baby? It was. I uh, yeah, it was. Is that who? Is that who was Mastermind? Megamind. Megamind? Yeah. Megamind. Megamind. What's Mastermind? Yeah. Megamind. Megamind. <laughs> I might be. I'm gonna look that up. Was he a baby in the film? I know he Does was. Does he a cry? Kid. In the very in the very beginning, he's a baby. Yeah. Okay, I gotta look that. So I was. I was. I always thought those, Not you know, those Megamind. yeah, Megamind. Those first kind of screams you hear, I always thought a little bit of like the Tauntaun from Empire. No, not him. No. <laughs> not no. Megamind. No, it was an uglier alien baby. Sorry. Mm. So we're gonna put this one out to. We're gonna put this out one out to the listeners. <clears throat> yeah, Candace that's your is trying, mission. <laughs> Candace is trying to remember alien baby cartoon <laughs> that sounds like. Child Spock on Genesis. <laughs> I don't know if you can Google you search can't that. Go- yeah, that, if I Google search that, I'm going to get back to zero results. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome if, if something did come back. It, it would be, yeah. It would be amazing if somebody yeah. figured it out. Tell you, I know exactly what she's talking about. I think it's the enemy mind baby. I'm going to just say that I think it's the enemy mind baby. That that's what I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. I yep. think you're crazy. I've never seen that movie. I've heard of it. That's the only one I can think of right now. Okay. All right. So let's start. All right. David so- Christ. When you see this, the first shot of Spock and Kirk, and they're both looking at each other like they're silhouettes, and it's like the sun or whatever in the background. Like, what did you guys think? Were your more Star Trek fans than Candace and I? Like, was that an emotional moment for you? This is a huge moment, I, I, I think, and I really love Spock's first line. You know, my father says, "You have been my friend." The way he says mm-hmm. it, the, the way he delivers the line. It doesn't sound like Spock to me. It sounds much. He sounds gentler, not as cold. And um, I, I love that line. The rest of the conversation, I'm not so excited about. 
but I really love this this first line, this first moment. So I was so the first line I'm okay with, and the way he says it is is great. But I'm just sort of like, when did he have time to talk to his father? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my father says you have been my friend. You came back for me. When the hell were you talking to Sarah? <laughs> well, we, again, we don't know how long that whole ceremony was. Right. True. That's that is true. And how does he see this is this whole brings up a whole host of questions like he knows his father, but he doesn't know who Kirk is. Mm. Right. And a clue to how long the ceremony could be was like this cut on Kirk's forehead doesn't look like it's healed much. So like if it had been days, mm, that's not a point. Over. Oh, interesting. Well, we did talk about McCoy's McCoy has like a yeah, I a noticed five a shadow. shadow, but, you know, when, no he, went, else when he went up the altar he didn't and when he came down he did so that implies like it wasn't just an overnight it was you know maybe more like a 24-hour thing Hmm. um so yeah it's possible that like you know once spock woke up i don't know you know the sarek you know had to sit down with him you know your name is spock i'm your father sarek that guy down there is jim he's your best friend he came back and brought you back from the dead yeah i don't know you're, but you're right, David. Yeah, you wonder what. I just think it's like those things that you're not really. I mean, we're supposed to spend. I get we're supposed to suspend our disbelief here, but it's just. It is a movie, Dave. It is a movie. You are correct, but we are discussing it minute by minute. So we have to we have to pick this thing <laughs> apart. We are picking this carcass clean. <laughs> I think that should be our new tagline, Dave. <laughs> Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, where we pick that carcass clean. I mean, it is it is a good line. It's just, like I said, you know, my father says you've been my friend, and he, he almost sends it like with childlike wonder. Yeah, you know, like yes. he said, gentler. He, you know, you know, it's like, hey, my dad said you were my friend. Well, especially where Sarek in earlier in the movie was very much like anti Kirk or was very angry at him. It's interesting that that's the line that's delivered. Hmm. You know, so almost like, again, Sarek's like redeeming himself by pointing out that Kirk is, you know, important to Spock. Yeah. I mean, well, Kirk did go get him and saved him. Yes, yeah, saved him. I like I like um, Spock's reaction to things in the conversation. He makes me think like a baby bird. Oh. <laughs> you know, he kind of, you know, kind of, kind of his, his head kind of, right. you know, like rocks back, like he's surprised. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, at one point, and well, now you make me like him more. It's... Not that I didn't like him. Well, I don't. I don't have any feelings either way, really. Do you not like? Oh. What? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you not like? I have Bob? a little tear running down my cheek right now. You can't see it. I don't know him. I mean, I know. I mean, I don't have the connection. <laughs> Would you argue though that? For Dave and Chris and, and Candace, the Spock and Kirk's friendship is, you know, iconic when you talk about friendships, maybe male friendships in movies. Uh, yeah, I would say absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I was looking for a little bit more commentary, but that's okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, you know, I was, I, I, mean, was, I, I think, was thinking more of the, not so much, you know, Kirk and Spock's, you know, their you know brotherly, you know, uh, love for one another. But I was also thinking McCoy, like the three of them, is they've got you know kind of an iconic relationship in the you know the ego, the emotion, the 
whatever the other one is, the id impulse. Um, that they that they've always had played those three, those three angles between the three of them. Um, so I was thinking more of the. Th- that's what that's where you were getting a lot of silence from me. I was th- I was thinking more of the three of them, not just Kirk and Spock, because I mean, yeah, Kirk and Spock is just you know brotherly love, right? And you know, Kirk would do anything for Spock, and I think vice versa. I think vice versa. Okay, who would you be, Kirk or Spock? Oh God, yeah. Dave, who would you be? Mm. I know. Forget it. I want to be Spock. <laughs> I call Spock. I know, generally, like when I played Star Trek as a kid, who was the pro? Who, who did you want to be? I want to be Kirk. <laughs> I want to be Spock. Aw, see? I always want to be Kirk. I want to be Chekhov. Mm. Nobody said that. Which one? Chekhov. This one looks like one of the monkeys. Oh, he looks Dave, like Davy Jones. Jones. I think that's why I think he's cute. Um. All right. So go. What? <laughs> I just think this is such a nice – you had said you didn't like the rest of the conversation or dialogue, Chris. How come? Because I thought it was like a really nice bonding time. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, you know, Spock says you came back for me. Kirk says you would have done the same for me, which I think is a you know a cool, a cool, cool response to it. And I guess I don't like the last line. <laughs> Spock says, why would you do this? And, you know, because – and then Kirk flips around, you know, it says because the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. I just – I think it's obviously a play on, you know, why Spock sacrificed himself because the needs of the many outweighed the needs of the one. And it's a play on that. But I feel right. it's just too too much of a play on that or too obvious a play on that. Um, well, does it diminish the meaning of the original purpose of what Spock did? Right? You just hit the nail on the head, Candace. I, wow. Uh, I'm not superficial anymore. I went deep. Yeah, so we've been asking our listeners, right? Does 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 everything in does the whole movie search for Spock, and really this line that Kirk says, uh, does it negate everything that we took away from Wrath of Khan? Spock died, sacrificed himself. You know, Kirk kind of, I don't know. You know, in a way, came through his midlife crisis as part of it, and and then yeah, how many people sacrifice their lives just to now? Resave Spock, David. David, yeah. Well, yeah. Kirk gave up his ship and gave up his son to get Spock back. So it's it's interesting you you bring that up, Chris. Um, my question was actually so that was a couple minutes ago when Sarek says that, and he says, you know, you 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 gave up your your ship, you gave up your son. But upon reflection of that, Kirk really had no idea that David was out there. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really risk his son. David was there and not at Kirk's behest. I'm assuming right. he did it because it was his planet. I think the only thing Kirk really risks is the ship and the crew and everyone's life. And on. yeah. And, but I think David risked his own life. Hmm. I guess he, I guess he didn't. It just maybe Sarah's statement is just more, you know, all the things that Kirk lost along the way, you know, you lost your ship, you lost your son. Maybe you should have, yeah, maybe you should have said you, you know, you lost your ship, you lost your son. Maybe that would have been a better way to phrase it. Right, because the cost would have been in his soul. His soul. That's pretty deep. How did he f- find out Spock was out there? Oh boy. I tried to. <laughs> it's been a, it's been an endless question. <laughs> so how did he find out he was out there? 
Kirk. So how did Kirk know to go find him? Well, because they sorry. so at the end of Wrath of Khan, they put his body in the torpedo and they shoot it to Genesis. Um, and then McCoy. So Sarek even tells Kirk, he says, you would have known what to do. So you would have known to take the body and the Katra yeah. to Mount Celia. He tells him this. And so, but McCoy knew because he tried to book a flight to, you know, Genesis and pick up the body and go to Vulcan. And I think it just sort of all comes together that they need to get back to Genesis and get the body alive or dead. They don't know. They don't know he's, he's alive. They know. They just want to get the body. Okay. I'm trying to remember like watching the movie, like thinking back now, as I watched it, just all flowed. But I'm like, well, thinking, well, Chris, going back to your question now, I'm really thinking like, yeah, does Kirk's line really sort of, discount or i don't know now i'm feeling a little jaded because the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many I'm like and then yeah. everybody rolls her eyes and goes Ugh. why can't you just say because i love you man and i missed you right right or hug but is hugging not logical is that why they, that, that's a question i had why don't they hug at that moment because kirk's not as, as we learned at the end of wrath of khan kirk's not very good at hugging because <laughs> he gives david that awkward hug yeah. He likes to hug women, not men. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, it, yeah. It is, so anyway, it's, it is. I, Dave, Dave, what do you think of this conversation? Do you think, I, I just think it's kind of a, I don't like that line. I, I guess I like the conversation. I don't like that line. Um, I am okay with it because it does tie back to the original movie and the original feelings. And it's possible that that is what ends up jarring Spock's memory. Okay. Oh, interesting. Is that when he says your name's Jim or was that? So that'll be in the next minute, Kathy. Oh, shoot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. We're here discussing minute 98. Yes, 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 yes. My mistake. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to talk um, about that too. So let's, let's talk about jarring memory in the next minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think, how much younger is Kirk than Spock? Cause he looks a lot younger in the scene. Kirk's 50, right? He turned 50 in Rathacon. Was it 50? He did? I think so. I think yeah. that's it was his, yeah, that was a big thing, his birthday. Was he 50 old. in real life, approximately? He looks pretty good. Yeah, probably. Actually, mm. probably, he's 87. William Shatner's 87, just turned 87 yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. Um, so, yeah, he was probably close to that in, in real life. And how um, old Spock in this? I don't know. I think, isn't Spock like 150 or something crazy <laughs> like that? Well, yeah, because Vulcans live different. Yeah, they live longer than humans. That's a that's a that's a that's a Star Trek minute failure right there. Dave and I should know how old Spock is, and we do not. Oh, bad Trekkies! Yes, we're bad Trekkies. All right. So we've that's been kind of jumping all over this minute. Are there other other thoughts on this minute that you guys wanted to hit on? I I definitely hit my what I would you know. I don't like that line. That was that was my takeaway from this minute. I don't like that line. But yeah, any I, other I, thoughts? Did you, before that line though? Doesn't he say, "I have been and ever shall be your friend"? He does that. That's also that's also in minute ninety nine. Oh sweet Jesus! I'm sorry. Um, all right, that's good then. Candace, any other thoughts? Oh, I'm good. I could come up with something. I'm sure. But Dave, what about you? Um, the only thing I can think of is for Candace, and that would be to say, Maltz, Joe, you chew. Yes. <laughs> oh Thank you. Gosh. Nice. Like, oh, God, what? What's he going to say? 
<laughs> what, what I like, what I love about that, that was actually Dave doing Kirk doing Krug speaking in Klingon. That's the, <laughs> that was all the layers that were in there. That's a redemption for the bad Trekkie moment about the age. Yeah. Well Impressive. Done. Well done. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. You, I guess you guys want to come back on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I know Kathy does. She's dying to talk about Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's been trying to talk it all, about it all minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, guys, while you're waiting, uh, why don't you, uh, if you want to find us, we're out on the social medias, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Star Trek Minute and all those. And uh, we'll be back again on Friday talking about Minute 99 of The Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Oh, bye. Goodbye. Bye.